theater, they teach you to project. Hello, back wall. Oh, there we go. Hello. Never mind. Zach, um, I prepared you for this. I said, I said maybe the best way to start things is with a song. All right. Do you think we can get some help from everybody here in the audience? I, th I think we can. I think they know some of the words. <clears throat> All right. We give you a cue. One, two. If you're evil and you're on the rise, you can count on the four of us taking you down. Because we're good and evil never beats us. We'll win the fight and then go out for pizzas. We are the crystal gems. We'll always save the day. And if you think we can, we'll always find a way. That's why the people of this world believe in. And Steven! Woo! Sweet. Now we're all warmed up. Yeah. A lot of people in here, before you got in here, they, you know, they said, oh, I went and saw him, and he's such a nerd. He's just like us. He's such a nerd. I'm with my people at conventions. So we got a, we've got a microphone there if you want to line up uh, to ask questions. I've got a couple of things for him, and then we're going to turn it over to you all. Don't be shy. Get up to the microphone. It is a mark of honor. Get up Come to the on microphone. down. If you got a question, get up to the microphone. So, so you're, you're a big old nerd. What are you a nerd yes. on? What, I mean, what, what are your things? What, are you, what my, are you obsessed with? My main attachment to nerdom was from gaming. Uh, I, I grew up just a fiend for gaming. I played League of Legends like semi-competitively for a couple years. Um, uh, Mass Effect, my favorites. So I've been uh, nerding out with Bill Salyers because he's here. Um, yeah, just a lot of different things. Gaming primarily, but you know, I watched a lot of, like, funnily enough, Cartoon Network shows when I was young. Uh, Codename Kids Next Door, Dexter's Lab. Um, Powerpuff Girls, it's good stuff. So a lot of different things. So at the Boston show, you got to you got to be just a couple couple people down, or maybe right next to Jen Hale. Yes. Did that freak you out? Was that the first time you you interacted with her? I mean, you, you probably bumped into her once or twice, but first time I'd met her. First time. Um, and you know, we went out with the gang and had dinner, and I got to talk to her a little bit, and I, I didn't nerd out because like I'm trying to be Mr. Professional, but uh, you you hooked me up. I remember. Um, how, how did you find it? Was it one of the merch booths had the Cards oh, no. Against Humanity? So, so the people at Cards Against Humanity did this Mass Effect special expansion pack that they worked with BioWare on. And I, I, had, I had ordered a couple of extras because I knew I would have friends who wanted one. I knew that Jen would probably want one. Mm -hmm. And I, I just had one that I wanted to get her to sign and take a picture and send to the Cards Against Humanity people, who are wonderful people, by the way. They say they're horrible people, but they're wonderful people. That's and, why they're wonderful. And, and I had this spare on me, and I'm like, I'm... You know, I didn't know that he was into this stuff. He's not only into Mass Effect, he's also into Cards Against Humanity. I was like, here, here, fancy actor man, here's a gift. And, and I was being shy, and I, I, I wasn't going to ask Jen to sign it, and he, like, made me go over there and, like, Jen, will you sign this for him? I was like, <laughs> so th thank you again for, for that. Hey, you hook up so many of these people out here who love you, love Steven Universe. I, so let, let's let's go back to the, the the origin story of you getting connected with that. Was was it, did you have any concept whatsoever of the phenomenon this thing could blow in, blow up into? I don't think any of us did, Rebecca included. Um, and I mean, she's had the vision for where she wanted the show to go at the beginning, but um, the fan response has been, you know, an incredible, like, pleasant surprise. I knew the show was really cool when I started doing it. I didn't know that it would turn into this like incredible like space opera with a narrative and you know promote the messages that it does and um, that I would voice an, a human onion that walks around like it's 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 been an interesting ride for sure and San Diego Comic-Con every year when I go like the, the response is bigger and bigger and that's 
I think the first time we did a, like, we did a joint panel with Adventure Time and just Steven cosplayers everywhere, like people screaming for the the promos, and I that was the first time I realized like whoa this is this is out of control. Because um, when we started, we were a very like small, like, dedicated fan base in the very beginning, and it was it was cool because you know people on social media for the first time were like, hey, I know you from this, and um, as it, as it went on, it just became this this amazing thing. What are some of the more unique things that people have brought to you to sign at these shows? Like I know you know everybody home makes stuff. You know, there's the licensed merch and that, but there, especially the Steven crowd, you guys go the extra mile. Super talented. A lot, a lot of artists love our show, which is great because uh, they've made some amazing content. I get like cool pieces of fan art that I, I keep and take home with me that people bring. Some cookie cat pillows. I have one at home. It's like Anybody homemade. like bring you an actual cookie cat sandwich? I, I've had one at Cartoon Network. Uh, one of our our workers on the show made like a batch of them for everybody while we were. Uh, watching an episode with a girl from Make-A-Wish. She came in and we, oh, we had half the cast there. It was a good time. Um, most interesting thing I've ever received at a convention. This, this is a bit of an involved story, so bear with me. I'll try to tell it quickly. I think everyone is listening. When I was six years old, um, I was at my friend Ben's birthday party because he was also six years old. And we ate lunch. Uh, he threw up for some reason, but that has nothing to do with the story. And... We, we then went to go watch a movie. The movie was Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Good stuff, right? I loved the first one. It's one of my favorite movies. Cinematic watched, classic. Yes, truly. Watched it at home all the time, right? And we went to the theater, and all the, all the kids started to go ahead, and my dad put his hand on my shoulder. He's like, Zach, I'm sorry. Like, you can't see this movie, buddy. I was like, wait, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I can't see this movie, buddy. And he's like, this movie's inappropriate. I, I heard there were some things in it that, you know, you're six, you're, you're not allowed to see this. And I, I cried and I screamed. So I was like, Dad, I saw the first one. I don't know what you're talking about. It's rated PG. But, and I never got to see it. I went home in a huff, held a grudge for like seven years. <laughs> and for a while, just, just for, for fun, I would, I would be like, hey, Dad, remember when you didn't let me see that PG rated movie because it was inappropriate? And just bring it up all the time. And that would be the end of the story. But I had told the story a couple times at like panels and interviews and... I was at SAC Anime in the beginning of 2016, in January, and I was on a panel, and some nice girl came up, asked a question, and then right before she's up, she's like, oh yeah, by the way, um, I, I bought this copy of uh, Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed on DVD for you, because <laughs> I heard about your story, and it made me sad, so <laughs> here, <laughs> and I still have it, and, and it, was, it was such a thoughtful gift, it's such a random item that made no sense to people, and I had to explain the context of the entire panel, but it was, it was very heartwarming, one. yeah. Yeah, it's a real testament to how incredibly heartfelt all you guys are. We've only got one person up at the microphone, the bravest person in the room. All there eyes on go. you. There we go. We're, 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 What's yeah, your own story? Um, hi. So, it's... Wow. You there we go. Look at this. You're, you're building an army. You called everybody She's out. multiplying. So, wait, so, Stephen spends a lot of time in multiple episodes just crying a lot <laughs> just a lot of crying and it's heart-wrenching because the, the voice acting is so good where do you kind of pull that super sad freaked out crying for like an extended period of time is it hard when you're actually voice acting that like physically like emotionally do you have to dig down deep do you have to find those I, I mean I just I generally just take a look at my life and it gets me there <laughs> no it's 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 very draining and demanding. Those are, those are the toughest sessions. Um, 
Uh, anytime I have to do a, a crying scene on camera, those, those are the absolute most demanding, and they usually last for like eight hours, so it's, it's a lot. Um, but in the studio, you know, you make sure your voice is all good and warm, and then, you know, usually I'll goof off with it, like we normally do when we're doing the episode until we get to that part, and then, like, right, as I know it's coming, I, I sort of withdraw from the conversation and the banter that we're having. I, I, I get, you know, very inward and, like, find that place in my head. All actors have a different way of getting there same destination for everyone generally and um yeah it's 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 demanding i'm very tired afterwards sometimes you have to you know, sort of force yourself to get out of character people talk about getting into character but getting out of it and not taking it home with you is um something historically a lot of actors have had a hard time with and it's definitely something that you know sticks with me on the car ride home or wherever i'm going and it'll really affect the rest of my day sometimes if i let it so it, that, that's another difficult aspect of it and we do it a lot <laughs> <laughs> for this show, thankfully, because it's, it's, actors are masochists and we love those kinds of scenes. Um, uh, we call them actor food. We were just talking about this, um, Bill Salyers and Veronica Taylor at lunch, like, the, 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 the projects that allow you to do those intense emotional scenes, like, those are the ones we all want to book and work on, and uh, it seems counterproductive, like, why would we want to put ourselves through that emotional stress and trauma, but it's, it's because we're weird and it's what we love to do. It's a really great question, actually. If I can ask yeah. you a follow-up on, on uh, that absolutely. note, you know, being in the booth and doing the work, how often is Steven Universe doing group recordings, or is it mostly you recording stuff solo and they're patching everybody together? Do you actually get to play with the rest of the cast? Yes, we, we tend to do ensemble when we can. Uh, it's hard because Estelle's very busy, and you know, she Garnet doesn't talk as much, so a lot of times they'll have her come in for an afternoon and do like ten episodes. Um, and All we'll, right, Steven. But Steven, yeah. Uh, no, I can't, I can't nail her voice. Our booth director, Ken Osborne, of Adventure Time fame, he does, it's, it's not an accurate Estelle impression at all, but it's amazing. It's very Cockney, like not at all her accent, and he never does it when she's around. <laughs> but it, sometimes when she's not there, he'll read her lines for us. I'm, I'm getting off topic, but just little things like that are this why. This is exactly the topic, dude. This is exactly <laughs> the topic. He's like, Steven! <laughs> and he's got a very deep masculine voice. It makes no sense, but it... He reads the lines. And occasionally strays into Australian or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very wild. It misses the mark, but it, it's perfect for what it is. So, you know, those kinds of things. Sometimes you do have to record solo, and you still have a good time, but it's fun when the fam is there, and we're very close as a cast. And also our, you know, our guest cast. Like, for example, whenever Zachary Steele, who voices Ronaldo, is in the booth, I've... I just, I lose it every time. He's so hysterical, and he's a stand-up comic. That's his background, and he just, in between takes, he's bantering and, like, critiquing his own performance, like, speaking to himself. It's just, it's hilarious. Things like that are why I like recording ensemble whenever we can. Go right ahead. Okay, so I heard you like Panic at the Disco, so I have a request for you. Can you sing a Panic at the Disco song in Steven's voice? All you sinners, stand up, sing hallelujah. Show praise with your body, stand up, sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. Word got around quick. Great example of why I'm the biggest Tiger Millionaire fan of all time. <laughs> You're wearing the, the right colors, too. I was talking about Panic at the Booth earlier because uh, I, I love Death of a Bachelor and Brendan Urie, and I'm doing, I'm doing a record right now um, of original songs. It's an EP that's coming out at the beginning of next year, and it's heavily inspired by My Chem, Panic, 21 Pilots. Um, I actually I recorded my drums 
at um, at the Panic of the Disco house from the album cover, where he's like laying on the roof and the pool, the cars in the pool. Um, we did the the drums in that studio, and I was like nerding out the whole time. Wait a minute, Zach. Not like we planned this. Not like we've talked about this. Are, are you maybe planning on maybe doing some live performance dates? Absolutely. My my what? sound is very very live drum oriented it's 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 rock so we want to do rock and roll shows so people should keep an eye out for 2018 dates all yes. across the country yeah at the end of this year as well uh, i'm going to be playing a lot of la dates but i'm also going to be pairing up dates with my convention appearances so i'm here say hi at the con come to the show at night and um yeah i music is super important to me and the the, the record is very it's a concept album with a continuous story so it's very very personal to me and, and i'm any, glad any to of you out people. there sound interested in this like this is going to be a thing that you're going to do at cons? Yeah? Stop. Yeah? It's, yeah? It's fine. It's a separate thing for me, but... No, man. You need a hype man. I'm your hype man. Thank just, you. Just Thank for the you. next hour. Well, next up. Um, hi. Um, what's your favorite donut? Wow, that's like asking, asking the real question. My favorite child. My favorite child. You know, asking a parent who their favorite child is, your favorite donut, I mean. Uh, um, uh, See, it really is overwhelming. I know, it's a very hard question. The, the one with the, the fire salts from that episode. Oh. <laughs> in, in real life, just pink with sprinkles, like classic. Mm. But that, that one's special. Are you okay? She really I'm wanted sorry. you to say chocolate glazed. That's the thing. She's just really disappointed in your choice. What's your favorite donut? Hi. Are you okay? I think he's okay. <laughs> Healed. He's like, what? Look at this. What? Oh no, Steven, stop talking to him. <laughs> I like your shirt. All right, our our other favorite anime hero. Hey. What's your favorite gem? Favorite gem. Pink with sprinkles. <laughs> um, like gemstone in real life, or of the characters? Of the characters. Um. Again, this is like actually picking favorite children or family members. Um, I, I, I give Peridot the edge just because I'm jealous and want to have her job. Um, I could never do what Shelby does, but I, I just want the, the lines, the lines that she gets to say. <laughs> um, she's been a great addition to the show. I'm really glad that she's like regular and around now. All right, next up. Hey. We go from What's your to favorite Porter video too. game? What's that? What's your favorite video game? Probably the Mass Effect trilogy. I couldn't pick any of the original three. They're, they're all one, one experience to me, but uh, very personal. A lot of good memes, good storytelling. You might be a little bit young for it, but you'll get there soon. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of adult things in Mass Effect. Yes, involving aliens. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, that's, um, there's the line. We're not crossing it. It's very violent. Don't Rated M for mature. Um, League of Legends also was a big favor for a while, but I had to stop because I w it was like taking over my life. The hero of Hyrule. Hi, um, uh, what's your favorite song from Steven Universe, and can you sing it for us? Oh, my favorite show... Your favorite song? song. Favorite song oh, my song. favorite song from Steven Universe. From Steven Universe. Um, yes, I really, really like um, Dee Dee's and Pearl's song. Um, why am I forgetting the name? From Mr. Greg. Um, it's over, isn't it? Yes, yeah. thank you. I was like blanking on it. And what was your second question? Uh, can you sing it for us? Oh, man. I've just backed myself into a corner here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great song, but do you know that? Well, oh, it's over, do. isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it over? 
You won and loved you, then she's gone. It's over, isn't it? Why can't I move on? I, I can't sing like Dee Dee, but... Coming to Broadway oh, in 2018, Steven Universe, the musical. Like, actually, can we, can we do that? That would be amazing, right? <laughs> it's, it's all set up for it, I mean. I, yeah, I mean, it's ready-made. Yeah. Um, speaking of Broadway, do you have a favorite Broadway show? That is a good question. <laughs> I, I started a musical theater. I have a very special connection to The Music Man because it was my first, my first thing I ever did as an actor or performer. Wait, so, so were you singing about the Wells Fargo wagon coming down the street? The Wells Fargo wagon is a coming. I was Winthrop. <laughs> so I had the lisp and I got to sing about that. And Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. It was, a, it was a good time. I was like seven years old spitting on people because I had the most exaggerated, ridiculous lisp of all time on stage. And I had so much fun with it. And it inspired me to be an actor like all those all that time ago so I love that one I'm seeing Hamilton um, in, in LA in November uh, and I'm going in blind I have not listened to the soundtrack um, oh so so you wouldn't get the reference when I say when I say that you're not throwing away your shot I would not yeah good right. meme I think yeah <laughs> I, I heard it's amazing and I you know I'm huge into hip-hop and I that that's a part of my music as well but um I, I have not listened to it yet. I, I want to go in, see it, experience it fresh, and then... Go and see it, the and then we're going to set up a thing at conventions so that we can sing songs like, Raise a glass to the four of us. Tomorrow there'll be more of us. I'm a music Why don't we guy. just, like, hijack the, my panel and turn it into a single Yeah, for, we're just going to do music theater karaoke for an hour. Uh, yeah. It's, it is Steven Universe themed, after all. Hi. Um, what's your favorite character design involves Steven Universe? My favorite character design? Yes, aesthetically. Onion, dude. <laughs> I, I just have this like weird obsession with Onion. Um, real talk, Sardonyx. I love her her design with the hammer and her whole like the way she's voice acted with the broadcaster shtick thing she's got going on. And I love her color scheme and just everything about Sardonyx. But Onion, though, I mean, you can't you can't compete with that. Um, when will this crazy hiatus end? When will like the new episodes come out? Like in the next month, year? Because we're uh, desperate. I, I, he's probably just as desperate. I, I, I've been asking the network the same question. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Truly. Um, we're doing New York Comic Con this weekend, and I'm going to be with, I think Rebecca's coming. I'm going to ask her, like, hey, do you know anything? But uh, I'd, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> even, if, uh, even if I did know, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But I would tell you that I knew. I promise. Cartoon Network has snipers at all points of the room <laughs> watching him. <laughs> Blink twice for help. <laughs> Not kidding. Go ahead. Okay, so um, what's your most memorable fan experience? Hmm. I mean, besides the, the Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed thing, that was, that was pretty memorable. Um, th this one's, it's, it's more of a sweet thing. It, I was in Miami, actually, for a convention, and um, this guy and his son came up to the booth, and you know, I talked to the son for a little while, and he ended up going down the line because the rest of the cast was there, and he was talking to, to Dee Dee and Shelby. And um, the guy stayed behind, and he was, we were chatting for a minute, and he, he told me something I'll never forget. He, he said he did two tours in Afghanistan, um, had major diagnosed clinical PTSD, and just felt empty inside, couldn't feel emotions. It had just ripped that away from him. And um, he said, 
you know, he was trying to spend more time with his son, and his son was really into Steven Universe, and he sat down and started watching it with him all the time, and he said something about, like, the music and the colors and the, the message it sends. It, it, it brought the color back to my life. And I, I mean, I can't even take credit for that because it's Rebecca's vision and just being a part of something that can, that can impact someone like that, that's, that's what every artist aspires to, to be a part of and, and do. Um, so, yeah, that, that'll always, I'll never forget that. that that'll always stick out to me. Yeah, let's hear it for him. It's, again, like, being able to, you know, give Steven a voice, it's I'm amazing. I love my job. I love being a part of it. But I'm such a small part of the incredible amount of work that goes into the show. So I, I, I don't like to take credit for, you know, the impact it's had. Just, just my small piece of it, maybe. But um, I record three hours for an episode, and it takes a year and a half to make it sometimes. So it's, <laughs> it's really involved. Of the episodes, which one do you have the most emotional connection to? A few. Um, Space Race really hit me hard. Not while we were recording it, but later on. After rewatching it, I was like, whoa, that was like an early episode that went really heavy and went, and went hard. Um, and it, it really foreshadows Pearl's development as a character. And I, I love Pearl's story uh, in relation to everything else that goes on in the show. Um, another one is uh, Alone at Sea. The, the message, the subliminal underlying message and the subtext of that episode really hit too close to home in a way and uh, spoke to me on a personal level about things in my life. Um, and there's a lot of episodes of the show that does that, as I'm sure you guys are very well aware. It, it hits you when you least expect it. Thank you. Hello. Hello. I like your cosplay. Thank you. What do you think of anime? What's that? What do you think of anime? I mean, the whole thing, just anime in general. It's a good meme, man. Yeah? No, I, I, love, I love anime. My, my girlfriend's way more into anime than I am, so she's, like, taking me through the classics, like Death Note and um, Cowboy Bebop and all those. But I, um, I, I'm criminally underwatched. I've seen Sword Art, some Full Metal Alchemist, Naruto. Um, I, I appreciate it quite a bit, but I, I have not been able to voice a lot of it, and I haven't been able to watch and catch up on the classics. Thank Doing the you. homework. Straight up, anime's dope. What, what, what should he watch? What should he watch? What do you recommend? Yeah, what do you recommend? Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan? That is like near the top of my list. Yeah, Trina Nishimura is at the show. She could probably give you a couple pointers. Right here. Howdy. What's your, what's your favorite Hamilton song, and what are your thoughts on Watermelon, Steven? Uh, I don't know any of the Hamilton songs, unfortunately. Yeah. He, um, he hasn't listened to the um, album yet. He's, he's keeping himself fresh. I'm going in blind. Lin-Manuel, though, I, I do really love Moana. Um, you're welcome is instant classic. What can I say except you know, you're welcome? There's a live band karaoke party tonight. Uh-oh. I'm just mentioning this so that you know. <laughs> is I mean, it like show tunes or just general no, karaoke? No, it's, it's like a live band. I'm singing Fat Bottom Girls, so you can't do that one. That's a good karaoke song. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to come hang out at the official after party, you know, maybe... Text me. Yeah, yeah. We'll. I, I have I have a, a dinner plan with some of some of the homies, but it'll be, it'll be if it's later. going later, I may all I may right. roll through. All right. I do right. love some karaoke. I if get that from my dad. Yeah, it'll be a great party, whether whether Mr. Superstar shows up or not. But he's going to show up because we're going to make it happen. If anybody else has been to some of the the other Florida cons that I've been to my, and have seen the karaoke there, um, my da- you've probably seen my dad performing. He's not with me at this convention, but he is a karaoke fiend. Does like three songs a night. Whenever, wherever there's karaoke, just loves it, and I. He's I get serious. My, he really. He's, he's he's all about it. Yeah, yeah. You you haven't met him because he he wasn't in Boston. Um, I, I I saw him very briefly at that one Texas show, but 
Nobody cares about this. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's like if I were born in in like the late fifties. Like that's basically what we we look a lot alike. Father I, son I get, traveling act. Yeah, I get my performer gene from him. He he loves live performance more than I do. I'm getting way off topic. You had a second question. Uh, what are your thoughts on watermelon, Stephen? What was that? What are your thoughts on watermelon, Stephen, and all of those? A watermelon, Stephen? Yeah. I I think it's hilarious and also sometimes tragic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I get to voice all the watermelons, including the dog and like the little baby watermelon and all of them. Um, I don't even remember what the voice is for that. Um, they have to pull it up for me every time and be like, this is what you sounded like, sound like this again. Um, but all of them, like I usually just loop a bunch of like background wallow for the whole like village of them. Um, it's, it's a good time. Any, like I, I end up playing a lot of like food related characters on this show. Onion, all the watermelons, a crying breakfast friend, pumpkin. I do pumpkin. So, like, anything food-related, they're just like, eh, give it to Zach. We don't need to bring someone in for that. Good questions. What was the hardest uh, episode to voice act? Steven and the Steven was a logistical challenge because I had to talk to myself for four hours straight. I was in the booth alone. We were, I was basically doing, like, four characters worth of dialogue in an episode in a four-hour session, so we, like, went to the max, like, used all of our time, shortened our breaks to get that one done. And I had to layer all my vocals on the song four times, which was interesting. From an emotional perspective, um, Bismuth was a really tough one, just off the top of my head. Um, the final scene from that one is, it's like, really, he, he feels so betrayed, but he doesn't want to give up on her, and... He's like fighting her, but is like trying not to hurt her at the same time. It's it's really. Once I got the script for that, I was very excited. It's very well written, and that was also like our hundredth episode, I think. So it was, um, it was getting real. I'll put it that way. Thank you. Had you always wanted to be a voice actor? What's that? Had you always wanted to be a voice actor? How did I know I wanted to be a voice actor? Oh, um, I didn't intend to. I, I, I moved to Los Angeles after acting and theater and, and stuff in St. Louis to do film and television, like on camera, and I still do. But voiceover just sort of found me. I, I booked a radio show called Adventures in Odyssey, if anyone's ever heard of it. There's usually like two people at every panel because it's a totally different like fandom than conventions. But I worked on that for five years and learned all the ropes, met Jim Cummings and Jess Arnell and all these really awesome voice actors who gave me tips and stuff. And... Um, Sophia the First came along after a while. I did that for a couple years, and then somewhere in there I booked Steven, and that was five years ago. Thanks. Do you like memes that your fans make? Do I like memes? <laughs> memes, memes are my purpose of existence, really. I mean, if we're, if we're real talking. Uh, and I love the Steven memes that the fandom makes. Um, they crack me up, and I, I, does anybody know what deep fried memes are? Okay, just a few people. The, 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 basically, when you like turn the saturation knob up a ton, distort everything, make it nearly impossible to read, they call that deep frying. I love deep fried memes, and I was browsing through the nuked memes subreddit, which is just like memes that have been deep fried to 11. It's like abstract art of the meme world. That you, there's no joke. The joke is that they, like, it's just a bunch of like static on, a, on an image. And I saw one, and it was like, I could barely make out. I was like, wait a minute, is that Jasper? <laughs> Just randomly on this page, having nothing to do with Steven Universe. And the title was like in Chinese or something. And it was just Jasper, like distorted and like all the wrong colors. It was, it was weird. So uh, th seeing things like that pop up and like seeing, you know, some of the memes that are closer to Earth that the, the fandom makes are, are a lot of fun. 
Um, I love the first time I saw somebody bring Dee Dee a salt packet at a convention. <laughs> and she didn't, she didn't know why. She didn't understand Salty Pearl. She's like, oh, thank, thank you. Um, she, she like looked at me like didn't, did, didn't know how to process that. And we, if anybody's seen the, the panel on YouTube, the Pearl Secret Wrapped Rear panel from Momocon earlier this year yes. with me, her, and Mackenzie Atwood, we basically sat Dee Dee down in, in a large, large panel room about two or three times the size of this, completely full. And everybody, it's an anime convention, so everybody's in on the joke. Everybody knows all the memes except for her. So we, me and Mackenzie, like she crafted this amazing slideshow curriculum of memology and memetic theory and explained it in context of like, here's an example of a meme and here's a meme in Steven Universe form. So like Shooting Star, for example, she showed her a normal video that da, 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 and then she showed her the Steven one that she actually made um, and put on YouTube. And over the course of the hour, like she went from being baffled as to why we were all laughing at the same thing to laughing with us and understanding how they worked. Um, that, that was my favorite like fandom meme related memory. It's my favorite panel I've ever done. It was amazing. Do you think we will ever get a Peridot fusion? I hope so. I've been campaigning for Steven Peridot for like years now. And um, I, I've been like pitching my idea of like, well, what if, what if she was shorter instead of taller? And we had like a gray matter, like Ben 10 style, like little guy on the team. And this is, this is why I don't write the show because that's a terrible idea. Um, but I, I really want it to happen. So we're in the same boat. We can, we can keep hoping for Steve Adot. Steve Adot. Get that hashtag out there. Let is Cartoon the great and lovable Peridot truly the leader of the Crystal Clods? You're a Clod. 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 I'm going to keep going before we blow the speaker system out because I, I know we could go all day. I don't think I can follow up to that. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite um, behind-the-scenes moment with uh, any of the voice actors of Steven Universe, like, you know, Estelle or Dee Dee? Oh, man. Do you prank each other? Do you give each other crap? You know? We're pretty good to each other. Um, I've, I've been involved in some pranks on some, like, other voice actors at conventions before. That's been fun, but um, all in good fun. But for the Steven cast... Behind the scenes moment. Um, hmm. There's, there's just been so many. Like we, we go to these conventions together, and we like go out and see stuff. Uh, go to dinner. Like have all these little in jokes from the studio. Um, here's here's one that I really love from the studio. It's our our engineer Robert Serta for the longest time at Cartoon Network. He um, he keeps like a, a folder of like things that he catches on the mics, like in between takes that he really likes and he keeps them for his own personal use. And um, like one of them was, he, he basically keeps them so that he can loop them and like replay them during the session as a joke. So Dee Dee was doing some fighting noises and she, like in between noises, she made the weirdest sound I'd ever heard in my life. And it was, it was hysterical. It was just like, ha, ha, tsu! <laughs> And we thought it was hilarious in the moment, and then he like pressed the button a couple times, and over the speakers it tuh, tuh. <laughs> and awesome. you know we're all we're all having a laugh, and then we move on. We do a couple more lines. There's a lull. They're like doing some notes in the um, in the booth, and all of a sudden, tuh? Tuh, 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 tuh? <laughs> and it just keeps going and going like the whole rest of the session, like like just won't 
won't let her live it down. I think a couple sessions, like in the weeks after that, it came up a couple times too. Just <laughs> we also have a thing with earthquake noises and like lunar ceasefire. Way way early on, one of the first episodes we recorded, we had to do. It was like labeled in the script as earthquake noises, and we're like, how do we like? What is this? <laughs> so we're all like figuring out our own like Whoa! and. It, we, we were like just getting into the characters at that point and it was super new and that was like a great icebreaker for us was trying to figure out like what do earthquake noises mean anytime like th like these weird notes like earthquake noises or short gasp short gasp was one that, that happened all the time we're like oh man I got another short gasp What's, what, what do I do with this short gasp it's the same as all the other short gasps it, stupid stuff like that is what keeps it light because voiceover you know you're doing the same line three times in a row three different ways and you're like making all these weird noises, it's, it can be trippy sometimes. Speak of the devil. Something very terrible is happening in Ballroom C. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this is probably really late, but can you sing the Cookie Cat song? The Cookie Cat song? Can I get some help from the peanut gallery? Aw, uh, <clears throat> oh, he's a frozen tree with an all new taste because he came to this planet from outer space. A refugee of an interstellar war. But now he's at your local grocery store. Cookie cat. He's a pet for your tummy. Cookie cat. He's super duper yummy. Cookie cat. He left his family behind. Cookie cat. Now available at Gargan's off Route 109. <laughs> um, speaking of Steven rapping, has anyone seen the trailer for Steven's secret rap career? All right, I, I like you guys. I just saw the final cut of that in my inbox the other day. It's coming. Um, if, if anyone's seen Pearl's Secret Rap Career, the original, for those of you who don't know who it is, it's, it was this old meme video that used like a rap from Dee Dee's like old singing days and synced it to Pearl, and it's, it's hilarious. And we did a Steven Secret Rap Career where he gets jealous, and I wrote a rap and performed it and recorded it, and Mackenzie edited Steven Universe footage to it. It's going to be great. I'm super awesome. excited. Hey, your mom. <laughs> Literally, your mom. Uh, oh, no. Hi. I know we're not supposed to exist together, but I, I had to come from an alternate universe just to see you, my son. You sound like Susan Egan. <laughs> that tripped me up for a second. <laughs> okay, but to the question. Um, as Steven, we've seen him fuse with Connie first, then with Amethyst, so he can fuse with, fuse with both. As Steven, who do you think he either should or could fuse with again? Or new gem? Peridot, 100%. <laughs> I'm going hard in the paint on this campaign. <laughs> Steve Adot, guys, get tweeting. Steve Adot, Steve Adot, Steve Adot. Okay. <laughs> Steve Adot, Steven Bomb. Let's make it known. Make your voices heard. Uh, hi, I have two questions. Uh, mm -hmm. First, have you played Mass Effect Andromeda yet? I have been meaning to get to it. I, I feel like I'm going to enjoy it just because I, I love the series so much. I just I haven't had a lot of time for games as of late. And I've been re replaying the trilogy um, with my girl because she, she hasn't played it before. So You're introducing her to Mass Effect. She's introducing you to anime. This is so romantic. It's, it's, this is wonderful. It's nerd love. It's great. It's great. Yeah. And then uh, who is your favorite Mass Effect character, you would say? Oh man! Um, well, okay, can I can I uh, put a twist on that? Yeah. Femme Shep or male Shep? Porque no los dos. Porque no los dos. Well, if if you're a real fan, you do playthroughs with both. There we go. 
can't that is a real fan can't miss it there's there's little quirks that happen that they all have this they both have the same dialogue but like at certain points in the trilogy there will be like a wildly different take uh, I played through his Femship, Mass Effect 1, um, the, on Theorem, when you're like escaping the, the mine. Femship says a line like, Joker, pull the Normandy around, on the double. And it's like pretty normal. And then Mark Mears version of it on Mailship when I played through, it's like, he does like a completely different voice. It's, Joker, pull the Normandy around for pickup, on the double, mister. I was like, where did that come from? And then it goes back to completely normal afterwards. This is why I can't just play one. I have to... I have to do both. So, so get, getting the getting that choice out of the way. Do you have another Mass Effect character that you really, really love? Tali Zora's great. Um, just because he's here and he's like, it's so brilliant. Is uh, Morden Solis? Yeah. I mean, the, such a well-written character. Bill put in one of the best performances I've ever heard in a video game voice actor ever, and it, just incredible. And uh, the the scene with him in Mass Effect Three, which I'm sure you know, towards the end, it's it's heart wrenching. Yeah. Um, Really, really well written. Well done. You're amazing. Bye. Thank you. Likewise. Um, hey. You... It's mom again. <laughs> have you ever considered cosplaying any of the Steven Universe characters? You know, I've, I've thought about it. I wouldn't cosplay Steven because I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like there's a disconnect. Like, I'm not Steven. Steven lives here. I, I feel like it would be weird It'd be if like I... like when, when Steve Carell dressed up as Gru, you'd have to put some prosthetics on. Right, would, right. It would have to be like a suit. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I would be uncomfortable with cosplaying Steven. If I was going to do it, I would probably do, like, Ronaldo or something. Because, <laughs> one, body pain is hard. And two, like, just running around yelling, Keep it city weird! would be, like, just meme enough for me. Well, and you said something about a suit. Cosplay really, like, if you want to cosplay someone, your body type really shouldn't affect who you want to cosplay. I mean, Rose is a little chubby, and I'm really skinny, sure. uh, but I mean, really, you shouldn't worry about that. You should just do whoever you want. Yeah, I, like, I used to do really involved Halloween costumes um, that my mom liked to sew, so I did like Journey, the game Journey, I did the protagonist from that, um, like uh, Lone Wander from Fallout, Link one year, um, lots of different stuff. I, I really liked doing that for Halloween, but I've never done it at a convention, because usually I'm here working. Oh, is your mom still around to help you make costumes? Because I spent two weeks on this full costume. It's gorgeous. Yeah, thank it looks you. really great. <laughs> um, thank you so much. And it, um, it really takes a toll. I had to super glue half of the dress because I broke my sewing machine. Cosplay repair. <laughs> Cosplay is a war. <laughs> yeah, it's a constant war against your own clothing. <laughs> the wig fell out of shape and I spent two hours. Um, it's my best friend's birthday and he had to wear this wig for me so he could help me curl it. That's, that's a true friend. <laughs> yes. Where is your friend now? Uh, right back there in the Monokuma cosplay. Mad respect to you. <laughs> this you. is why we come to conventions, right? Uh, I just said thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Bye, Mom. Hey. Hey, dude. Um, can you do any accents and impressions? And if so, can you perform them? I'm doing some later at, um, at Twisted Tunes. Um, <clears throat> who watches South Park? No, kitty, this is my pet pet. No, kitty, no. Kyle, I hate you. Uh, Eric, my parents will ground me if I do that. I'm Professor Chaos in general disarray. I love butters. Um, I'm doing a couple others, too. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a... Does anybody play Mono Warfare, Call of Duty? Who remembers Captain Price? Yes. So, this ridge is perfect. Target, left side, left side! 
I love that game. Mission fail. We'll get them next time. And uh, I should mention, if you're interested in this live all-star voice actor script read of The Princess Bride, it's going to be right here in Ballroom A at 4.30 p.m. today. Yes, it's going to be a good time. It's my, my debut on Twisted Tunes, but it travels to all the conventions, and yeah. it seems like a good time. Hi. Hi. Uh, do you ship any Steven Universe characters at all? Um, Lars and Sadie. <laughs> totally. I mean, it's, it's pretty much like there already, but oh. I, I fully endorse it. One more thing. Do you read the we uh, Ronaldo's website? Like I did not. That I think to. that was fan created, or maybe it was somebody yeah. from the crew universe. I don't remember. It's um, fantastic. The Tumblr blog, right? The Key yeah. Beach City Weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I flipped when I saw that. It's super funny. Um, hi. Hey again. Oh, what, what's your opinion on Lapidot? On Lapidot? Mm -hmm. My public opinion or my actual opinion? <laughs> Your actual opinion. Let's keep it in the room and off social media, whatever he says. <laughs> or the cameras. <laughs> or the snipers. Um, no, I, I, I love their, their relationship as it is on the show now. I don't know where it's going, but I, I love their dynamic, and I love that they made them, like, reluctant roommates. Um, and, and I love that the, the, the fan base, like, run, takes, you know, ships and, you know, fan headcanons and just run with them. I, I, I used to do it all the time. I wrote like adventure fan fiction of uh, Toph Bay Fong from Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> like I, that's, that's what inspired me to like start writing. So I, I fully support, you know, people doing that kind of stuff. One more question. What do you think of Ruby and Sapphire? Adorable. <laughs> Adorable. They are. They're, they're amazing. I, Jailbreak's one of my favorites. Thank you, you're amazing. No, so you're he, amazing. Well, we hey, you're no. wearing a 21 Pilots hat. Now, even though, even though we are running short of time, I think we can get through everybody at the microphone rapid fire. You guys think we can do it? Yes. Yes. I'll stop going Let's on tangents. Can we, are we going to see like another crossover with like Finn? I don't know. Um, Adventure Time, I, I think they're, uh, they're... They're going to the last half the, of the last season. Their final right? season, yeah. Um, I loved the Uncle Grandpa one. I, it was just so goofy, and we knew it wasn't canon, and we got to have a good time with it. I'd, I'd love to do more. I've always said... Steven Universe and Pokemon would be amazing, but it's totally not going to happen ever. <laughs> but I can dream pie in the sky. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, because it's been shown that Steven can fuse with humans like Connie, do you think it's possible for him to fuse with Onion? That would get, like, psychopathic real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do an episode of Steven Universe where Steven and Onion have to bond and, and fuse to fix a problem and just end up stealing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I, I really want that now. This is a really random question that probably has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but do you ever play Undertale? I have not. I know it's very popular with the fandom, and um, I believe the Stronger Than You Undertale parody has more views than the actual Stronger Than You on YouTube. It makes no sense. <laughs> it's it's very popular. I, I think it's cool. I just I haven't gotten around to it. Some of my friends are really into it. I see. Yeah, that's an Undertale cosplay, right? Yeah. I got you. <laughs> I'm educated. Hello. Hello. Um, if, in your honest opinion, and just for you in general, what show on the air right now would you like Steven Universe to cross, um, like, sorry, crossover with the sure, most? Sure, sure. Mm, I'd say Gravity Falls, but uh, <laughs> just, unfortunately, they're done. Um, of like other Cartoon Network shows, uh, OKKO. Okay, I mean, our shows are already dating. Because um, it's Ian Jones Cordy's show, and there's like little references to Steven in there, and we have references to OKKO. OK like I think 
they had OKKO OK playing on Steven's TV once. Um, and Ben and Matt's new show that, that they're working on, um, they moved on from writing for our show to doing their own. And I've, I got to audition for the pilot and seeing the specs and stuff. It's, it's really, really cool. Um, and I think it would be a cool crossover, but I don't know that it'll ever happen. Uh, what's your opinion on the song Peace and Love on the Planet Earth? It's beautiful. <laughs> we, you know, Peridot, Peridot got to have a, a moment in the sun. I want her to sing more. Hello. Hello. Uh, this question might be asked already, but do you, um, when's the comeback for Steven Universe going to be? When's the what? The comeback for Steven Universe. When's it coming back on the air? Yes. I wish I knew. We're, we're, we're trying, <laughs> like, you, we're you, trying to find out. You will know. Follow Rebecca, follow the Cartoon Network, some of the cast on social media, and you'll know. Yeah, ne next weekend being New York Comic Con, you will, hopefully you'll hear something. Yeah, is, we're, we're all going to be there. I don't know what we're doing, but... Do I, do I have it right? Are you dressed as Wednesday Adams? Yes. It's great. Make, this makes me very, very happy. Thank you. It's my turn. I should ask Zach a question. I'm Paparacha. Okay, with that said, who is your favorite off-color gem? Paparacha. Yes. She's amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> it's such a simple concept. Uh, uh, a sapphire that's just a little bit off and can predict the past. The Internet Explorer of the Gems. Wow, that's really good. <laughs> Who's Chrome? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all the best features of all the other browsers fused together. Who's your favorite human and what are your thoughts on Mayor Dewey? Uh, what was the second question? Um, what are your thoughts on Mayor Dewey? I didn't hear the last part, I'm sorry. Mayor Dewey. Mayor Dewey is, he, he tries. <laughs> he's, you know, I think he's really gonna enjoy retirement and not worrying so much about his own image. Um, Mayor Dewey, Mayor Dewey. I, I have a new appreciation. I've never been able to record with Joel Hodgson before, but I started watching the new MST3K and like, uh, understanding what what that show is and it's amazing and I have like newfound appreciation for him outside of Steven my favorite human though is definitely Ronaldo I keep each city weird all right our last one onion is not human don't go there with me we got our, our last question <laughs> at the mic it's gonna be a good one right yeah. hello there um, my dream is to become a voice actor I'm wondering what schools and stuff you went to to become uh, to become a voice actor what was that about school like what school, did you go to any schools or anything? You know, I took lessons outside of school, but for me, I was, I was homeschooled until high school, from fourth grade to high school, and then I did like independent study charter programs, which are, you go in once a week to turn in your work, do the rest at home, um, so that I could, you know, be on sets and take acting classes, and I've been studying music, acting, voice acting, piano, um, all sorts of different classes from, since the time that I was seven years old, and that's, that's been my my version of school, I guess, because, you know, my actual school was always, like, you know, get it done, move on to, like, the thing that I'm doing, actually doing. It was a strange way to grow up, in a good way. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's all about training, like, and you can train without classes, too, if you, if you want to get into the business. Uh, I want to be a voice actor.com. D. Bradley Baker, a legendary voice actor, extraordinaire, and also Lion on Steven Universe. Um, he made a website for people who wanted to get into the business of voice acting because there's really not a lot of resources because it's small and it, there's no obvious way in and most people don't set out to become a voice actor in the beginning. They, they're another kind of actor or they're a performer and it just kind of happens by accident. So being well-rounded and training in music or theater and film, that, that all they do as well. 
for all so my inspiring before voice actors. We, we, we fully wrap things up, a couple little orders of business. In this room, 3 o'clock, Charlotte Chung from Overwatch. Yeah. A few of you familiar with her, I gather, yes. All right, so definitely come back in for that. You've got your Twisted Tunes Princess Bride reading at 4.30. Yes, we do. In this room. Uh, you're going to be here the rest of the weekend. Mm -hmm. I wanted to finish by asking... Of the other guests that are here at the show, you know, you've had your, your, your fanboy moments of like Jen Hale at other shows. At this one in particular, is it somebody you've, you've run into in the green room or that you're going, oh man, oh man, what happens when I, when I run into this person, you know, in passing? I mean, Bill Salyers, I mean, we're, we're like friends and we were at dinner last night and, you know, it's, it doesn't make me nervous or anything, but I, I forgot that he was Morden until I saw the print on his table today and I, had, I remembered again. I was like, oh man. Like I started nerding out, and I talked to him a little bit about it and about the project over lunch, and just how much I appreciated the performance. It's cool to be able to talk to you know people that do the things you love on the same level, like as their peer, doing the same job. That's um, that's why I'm not like, I'm not huge on like stopping celebrities walking down the street. Like I, I'm totally cool. Like if somebody does it to me, but for me, I want to meet them like in a work situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. And this this you're is a, a pro, situation dude. Like you're that. a total pro, bro. Pro, bro. Yeah. Bra. Bra. Dude, 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 you're like so professional. I'm so, thank you, bro. Do, do you vape? Dude, you're welcome. Do I vape? Do, when do I not vape, bro? Bro, I just got this new juice. What? It, it is the dopest, most fire vape juice you've ever vaped. Bro, that in is your vaping crazy. career, bro. I do, dude, I did not know that there was a juice out there that I did not know. You've got to introduce me to this, bro. Bro. You've got to hook a bro up. Bro, it's called Hella Pineapple Twist. Shut up, dude. They make it in the Bay Area? Dude. Bro, no way. Dude. Bro. What? Dog. <laughs> <laughs> End scene. The, this, I do this with somebody or to myself every day. Like, California has ruined me. So, he's here the rest of the weekend. Go up and see him. He takes his time with everybody, which many of you here in the room already know. Let's hear it one more time for Zach Allison, everybody. And for yourselves. Thank you, guys. I'll be back in my booth in a little bit. Hope to see some of you there. Maybe some returning faces from earlier. You guys are lovely. Thank you for, for having me. Have fun at MegaCon, everybody. Microphone. Microphone.